Coming up this morning, it is just about playoffs time, but it's also retirement time. We talk about two big names here in the NBL who have called times on their careers. Can the Illawarra Hawks actually win the entire title? We talk about that, the Adelaide 36ers, the ongoing saga at the Tans Taipans, and do we have a final round shot? That is all coming up on NBL Now. Wednesday the 14th, great to have your company for the very last round of the regular season. Uh, to quote someone I once knew, it's business time, Derek Rucker. Good morning to you. Good morning, Jack, and it certainly is. And it seems like we've been going through this NBL season for so long, but yet it's gone so quickly. And here we are down to the real, real business end of the season. Let's talk retirements first up this morning because we've had two in the last mm-hmm. 24 hours. Let's start with Tom Abercrombie, who fronted a press conference yesterday for the New Zealand Breakers, uh, was in tears as probably it didn't surprise any of us because Tom's been the heart and soul of this Breakers team for such a long time. They've been to six championship series. He's been at every single one of them. Uh, I spoke to Andrew Mulligan on this show yesterday, and he said that he'll be irreplaceable in that New Zealand organization. That's one of those rough ones where there's so much joy in celebrating everything that he brought to that program, but yet the sadness. And for me, Jack, I still think he is a valuable piece. And look, every man has the right to make his own decisions. But if you look his look at his numbers this season, they're still very good for the minutes that he plays. And, you know, he's still extremely athletic. He's obviously a very beloved figure in that team. So this is a tough one because you hate to see good people go away, but one of the beauties of what he's doing is he gets to go out on his own terms. Congratulations, congratulations to him, and uh, he's been a real he's been a real treasure in this league. Yeah, and Ruck, reading a lot of the comments yesterday, I often think with retirements in sport, what the fans say is great and that's important, but read what the players and and people that he played with and played against read what they say about him and. They were all not only so positive, but the theme was just that he he played the game the right way, but he just goes about being a person the right way as well. Jack, he's a real professional, and he's always handled himself that way. And now at the age of 37, you know, it's probably he probably feels like it's time for me to go to the next phase of my life, which is understandable. But to your point, the the praise came from right throughout the NBL, not just his teammates, former teammates, uh, enemy, you know, t- uh, players that he's gone up against in championships were all just full of praise for uh, Abercrombie. And, um, you know, I, there's just no much, there's not much more to say. The next time we speak of him when will be when they are hanging his uniform from the rafters, obviously. Which hopefully for Breakers fans, this isn't his last weekend. But if you are a New Zealand fan, get along to Auckland on Friday night. Tom's an Auckland boy. Could be the very last time he plays in front of his home crowd. So that's all coming up. And I think praise will come today, Ruck, for Brad Newley, who it has come to light this morning that he's announced his retirement at the end of the season. A 20-year career that has taken in, well, it goes all the way back to 2005 when he was Rookie of the Year. He's been international He's been such a big part of the Australian team as well at various world championships and Olympic campaigns. And just and I must admit, he's, he's one of my personal favourites. He's just one of the good blokes of basketball. He is, and you can still see his input and his value in that Melbourne United team right now. He's kind of the wise head, the guy that keeps it all together, the voice of sensibility. 
But make no mistake, he was an outstanding athlete and basketball player in his prime. He shined wherever he went throughout the world. He represented Australia well, not only as an individual player in club teams, but he also did extremely well as a boomer, a legendary figure in Australian basketball. And again, it's sad when you start to see these guys wrap up their careers and, you know, but full credit to him, they get to go out again on his terms. So nothing but big applause for me for Brad Newley. He's spoken to Olin Yulich uh, in an article that's online this morning on ESPN. And I, I think Rackett can't be understated his role within this Melbourne team this year. He, he hasn't played a lot. There's no doubt about that. But after the, mis- the mistakes and the learnings from last season with the way that they built their roster and the personnel that came together, Dean Vickerman thought it was really important to give Brad Newley a spot on the roster just to be exactly like you said, the, the wise head and, in many ways, almost like a a development coach within this group. Well, you see this happen a lot in the NBA where they have guys like Udonis Haslam who have been around the Miami franchise for years, gone through championship campaigns. Brad Newley has so much to offer inside of his head that, you know, you don't want to lose a guy like that. And although he may be finished playing with Melbourne United, I wouldn't be surprised if he – joins Dave Barlow in some capacity on the sidelines or maybe newly becomes uh, part of the front office. But he's a really highly prized asset and someone who you you would not want to leave Melbourne United. Let's talk to the Illawarra Hawks. They are the buzz team after the weekend, particularly with what we saw on Sunday in Sydney, Ruck. They were, well, the word that Leonard Copeland used last night on overtime was infectious. And, and I really, really like that. And the boys debated this. They've got to get through this weekend, obviously, but should they make it to postseason? Can they win the whole thing? What I like about them, Jack, is the tempo that they play at. And I think John Casey put up a tweet yesterday saying that the teams that play at the fastest pace right now in the NBL find themselves at the bottom of the ladder. Illawarra play at that right pace where they can go on the road, be composed, play the game on their terms as we saw them do Sunday in Sydney. Are they a championship-level team? I say no, but, Jack, we've seen so much craziness this year, and the fact that they are 11-6 and under Justin Tatum means that when they take the floor, they're more than likely to win the game. And when you add in the other intangibles of cohesion, belief, uh, being on the same page – They tick all those boxes, Jack. We were right next to that bench on Sunday. We saw the vibe. We saw how they were getting down as a group. They can beat any team in the league right now. Can they win the championship over a four or five game series, say, against a Melbourne United? That might be too much to ask right now. But in another two weeks, if they continue to develop in this manner, who knows? See, that, your point there's a really interesting one. Maybe not the championship series, but certainly a semi-series. I was thinking about this, watching the replay back on the plane on the way home on Sunday night, and it kind of became evident to me, Ruck, that if they made it to a semi-series, you can't just beat them once. You're going to have to beat them twice, and that's going to be a big challenge for any team, I think. That's so true, and one of the keys – And I said it early in my analysis during the game on Sunday. If you let Tyler Harvey feel comfortable early, all of a sudden he becomes an elite player 
And then he starts to play basketball the right way where he doesn't feel rushed. He can play a floor game that he's more than capable of doing, which leads to team success. And we saw him execute that perfectly. So if I'm playing against Illawar, I'm going out and trying to make sure that Tyler Harvey doesn't get off early, make him struggle. And then his natural, his natural mojo is to chase points. You speed him up and then that causes, that causes some problems in that Illawarra offense. But look, no team's been capable of doing that very well since Tatum has taken over. So, you know, it, it's, they're a very intriguing team. They're exciting and they're also smart and play with a lot of energy. So Brian Gorgian has been the, the buzz name, I guess, over the last four or five days in terms of the Adelaide 36ers. Olgan Yulich reporting last night on ESPN that they, they have met, they have spoken. So it, it's more than just a rumor now. And look, let's not that we're here to sort of keep receipts and all that sort of stuff, but we did say about three or four weeks ago on this show that th- this was, and Olgan reported as well, that the interest was real and people almost laughed at us and said it won't happen. The conversations are happening. But what I want to ask you this morning, Ruck, is how do the Adelaide 36ers go about this? Are they, are they signing coach first, players second, or are they signing a roster and then hoping that they can lock away their, their man as coach? This whole situation is kind of unseen as long as I've been in the NBL because you've got so many variables at play. Firstly, from my individual perspective, emotionally, I feel a little bit uneasy discussing all of this because there's a guy in the center of it who's done a fantastic job in rescuing this team season, and that's Scotty Nennis. Scotty's a guy who I played against for years, known him for years, and he's done a really good job, Jack. And it's like you almost feel like he was this rental coach when he deserves probably now based on his success a bit more love and probably consideration and respect so that's that now in terms of signing players you got to look inside first if they are having trouble signing Isaac Humphreys which appears to be the case based on you know what we've heard around the traps then you got to go out and figure that out you've got to retain Humphreys somehow He's too valuable to let go. So there are certain players like Humphreys I'm signing irrespective of who I think the coach may be. Other players, I'm going to wait and see and see what the coaching situation looks looks like. I don't want to have a full roster and then Brian Gorgian come in, say, and decide, well, I didn't want that guy. Like, you're going to invest a lot if Brian Gorgian is to be your guy as I would offer five years, and I stand by that. I'm giving that guy as long as he needs because his he is guaranteed success, okay? So, Jack, with all this stuff happening, and then how do you go out in the free agent market and lure players to Adelaide with indecision in your coaching future? So there's a lot going on. Somebody, I hope, is taking the lead down there and helping the program navigate through all this because – it is quite complex. While we're on the subject of coaching, uh, the Adam Ford to Jim McCall relationship has been there for everyone to see. We spoke about it at great length on Moments That Mattered on Sunday, Ruck, but you've had a couple of days to think about this. Now, you are going to Cairns on Friday night. You're going to be courtside for that game. So what happens next is really, really interesting. A, a couple of days removed, 
what are you thinking now? Well, I listened to Damon Lowry yesterday on this same podcast, and I thought he did a fantastic job of explaining his perspective on it. And I was really interested because, you know, Damon hasn't been courtside and felt the cans tie pans up close, but I thought what he presented was really accurate. Yeah. Now, since I made the comments I did on moments that mattered, I've had time to reflect, and it took me back to the second year of my career where Brian Curl, the man who brought me out here, who was primarily responsible for everything I've done here in Australia, he gave me the chance. But in our second season, we had a terrible falling out. And, you know, I was obviously very young at the time, driven by ego, believing in hubris, and it led to a really tense and divisive situation in that team. We underachieved that season after being in the grand final the year before. Ultimately, Brian and I never sat down. I was too immature, and it disintegrated. I was released from uh, I was released from the team at the end of the mm-hmm. season. Brian and I didn't speak for years, Jack. Now, I'm not saying this is the future of McCall and Ford, but if you don't come together maturely and try and work it out like professionals, you get what they've gotten over the past four games. I believe they're on a four-game slide. And it seems to have coincided with this problem. We still haven't gotten to the root of it, but my advice would be this week, sit down, work it out, come out and provide a united front for your home crowd and go out there and belt and beat Melbourne United. I think it's a really good point that they've got one more game at home for the season. Uh, it was tough to watch on Saturday night. They, they can't have a repeat of that in their home venue in front of their fans. Well, Jack, the thing is, you know, I live with regret from, you know, when Brian Curl and I had a falling out. And you hate to see others have to go through that same thing because it's painful, it's sad, and you feel like there are missed opportunities. couple to finish off with just quickly. No confirmation as yet, but the strong word around is that both Mitch Creek and Gary Brown will be available on Saturday night for the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. One last hurrah potentially for Southeast Melbourne. Mitch Creek is headed overseas at the end of this season. He's under contract to come back next year. Gary Brown not under contract. We don't know whether he'll return. Um, if you're a Sydney Kings supporter and you've already lost to the Phoenix a few weeks ago who were undermanned and Creek's back, although he did play in that game, and Gary Brown's back, Matt Kenyon came back last week, are you just a little bit nervous for Saturday? Well, if you're a King supporter, you're probably probably thinking, hey, Southeast Melbourne, I thought you guys were in the tank. I thought you were tanking and writing the rest of the season off. Now you guys want to bring back a roster and try and knock us off and end our playoff run? The Kings can't catch a break, Jack. Most of it, though, is their, is their calling. It's their responsibility. They are fully accountable for where they sit right now. Can they beat Southeast Melbourne with all these guys? On Sunday, you, Brad, and I had pretty heated discussions, I was adamant that the Sydney Kings will win this game. It's just too important for them. There's no way they're going down to Southeast Melbourne and losing this game. That's the way I felt on Sunday. I flipped, Jack. I agree with you and Brad. They're in real danger now. They're in big-time danger. Gary Brown's the type of guy who will go out there and just want to ruin your party. He's so talented. He can come out there in one game and put up 30 and now all of a sudden the Sydney Kings are out of the playoffs. I can't wait to watch this game now. 
Yeah, it's the, the interest in this game, just with those two inclusions, it's gone from being potentially a dead rubber to like the entire competition will be watching this one, Ruck. Well, of course. And, you know, it, it could be a farewell to Gary Brown. Let's, let's just say that. It's a farewell to Mitch Creek this season. I think, you know, they'll probably have a nice cry, crowd down there in southeast Melbourne. Again, with all the struggles the Fiends have gone through, this is definitely the last game for this version, for this group of guys. These guys will never be together again. So it could be a, a big send-off, a big farewell by ruining the Kings playoff chances. Oh, my goodness, B. We'll all be watching that one on Saturday night. Just quickly before we let you go, if there's a shock in the last round, there seems to always be a shock in the last round. Think about Perth a couple of years ago on the streak ending. If there is a shock, who is it? Brisbane blow New Zealand out. That is a very, very live possibility. Don't forget the ladder predictor is all up now at nbl.com.au forward slash predict. We've all spent so much time playing around with the combinations in the final round. It's going to be fascinating. Ruck, we'll hear you courtside on Friday night. And I'll see you Sunday in Adelaide, Jack. We're going to be in the house. I cannot wait. First time at the Adelaide Entertainment Centre for me. First time at My State Bank Arena for me on Saturday night as well. So it's going to be a very, very big last weekend. Thanks for being with us on NBL Now. We are back tomorrow.